1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer.
2: And I am Dory Shafrir. And together we are not experts. Apart we kind of are,
1: but not together. (laughs) Together we're not. Together Together we're definitely not. Amateurs. We
2: we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: Hello, Dory.
2: Hello, Kate. Um, I thought about you this morning.
1: Really? I did, Give us the details.
2: I was playing tennis. Okay. And it was just a beautiful day outside. Like, it's been really hot here. And today was, and like kind of humid. And it felt Mm -hmm. like today was the first day in a while where Mm -hmm. it's just felt nice out.
1: Felt like fall a little bit. Crisp, a little if you will.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was still warm and the sun was still out, but it didn't it it just felt lovely. And I was like outside playing tennis and I was like, "Oh, I'm so so lucky that I get to do this. I'm so grateful." And then I thought everything has felt really shitty lately. It Maybe has. I should do a gratitude journal. Wow, And the first thing I would write is, I'm grateful to be able to play tennis and be outside and move my body. And like, yeah, a lot of things in the world and my life are not great right now, but
1: there are these moments and I want to like remember them. It's so interesting you say this because... One thing I have been kind of doing on and off all year is loving lo, uh, loving kindness meditation practices. Mm-hmm. And I find them really kind of valuable because you, there's like kind of steps to it. So you like extend, you like kind of focus loving kindness to yourself, to someone you care about, to someone you don't really know you're going to I a thought you were gonna say made, to
2: someone you don't care about.
1: No, well, that's that part kind of is. it. But yeah, that is. It's that is part of it. Like the yeah. person that you don't know is kind of like uh, maybe a person you passed on the street or stranger that you're thinking about. Or, um, but then there is like there is a a part of it that is extending loving kindness to a person who like you have are finding it challenging to feel that way toward. And I also kind of think about it in, in terms of like extending it out into the world, and it's been again, on my mind is we are in this kind of heightened state of conflict and war and grief. I mean, just, you know, palpable grief. And I think, you know, that has been something, it's hard, it's hard Mm -hmm. to do. Um, But it's been a part of how I've been trying to kind of sit with things. Yeah. You know, And, and also I think like, uh think about how you know how we cultivate our space here on the podcast as a totally. space for you know for people to come to take a break from all the challenges mhm challenges is putting it nicely
0: it, it is. is extremely
1: heavy right now and i know yeah. i know we you and i have talked about this you know privately and it's just hard i know I, I i wish wish there were easier and better ways to be a person in the world. And it just doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't feel like there are, I I don't know. But I think that's really lovely. And I think that, you know, then I think what's powerful about a gratitude practice is it doesn't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's delving into toxic positivity or ignoring the like weight of crises or people's suffering or your own suffering, but I do Mm -hmm. think it does provide just like a bit of light. Yeah. Whether the darkness is super dark or dusky dark.
2: Yeah. Do you have a gratitude journal that you like?
1: I do. And I would be happy to share it with you. It's just something, you know, look, I know it's not great but I bought it off of Amazon and I'm actually about to finish my second one. Um and it's called the, let me make sure I have the name right, the 1 minute gratitude journal. Okay. And it's just, you know, I think it. I think you can use anything as a gratitude journal. Right. I like this. I, I always write the date down and then weirdly it creates a space for day. And I think they wanted you to write the day of the week, but I just started counting how many days I've been doing the gratitude practice. Mm. So, but actually that's kind of been interesting because I can see what day I'm on, you know, Like, and I don't, I, I normally do it all, every day, but I miss a couple of days here and there. So I think I've been doing it for over a year and I think I've hit like 400 entries. Um, wow. Yeah. And so I've done two of these little books and I'm going to get another one because it just, it's just the, the structure is just easy for me to follow. But I think, I don't think you need a specific gratitude journal to track your gratitude. I think you could really just scribble right. it in a notebook. Yes, but yes, but yes. I like having, i for whatever reason, it just kind of helps me to have a, something that is a bit declarative in this way. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I was like, oh, Kate has, has been doing gratitude journaling
1: for so long. And
2: just, I mean, popped into my
1: head. I will say there are days where I'm like, I feel grateful for nothing. Mm-hmm. I everything is hard and awful, and who am I to think I could find gratitude? And then I'm just like, I'm grateful for my clean water. You know, yeah. yeah get, there totally. are so many things. There really are things. So. Totally. I love a gratitude practice. It's of course not for everyone, but if it resonates with you right now, I think that's lovely. I think that's lovely I Thanks Kate it. I support it And I look forward to you entering Gratitude for Kate Spencer On every entry I was going to say that'll be in On every page It's <laughs> got to be every single I mean just maybe a whole page of my name Written over and over again <laughs> just, I'll put your name on the cover mm-hmm. Yeah Dory's gratitude journal about Working with Kate Spencer yep. That's all it is <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know, I think in times of like when we are feeling despair, I do I do appreciate when people tell us that our podcast is a bit of a relief for them. And I think our guest today is a person who provides an immense service for those of us seeking joy and a, a distraction that might like fill us with laughter.
2: That is such a great way of putting it, Kate.
1: We are talking today to Lindsay Weber. Lindsay is, uh, she's a freelance writer and an editor who lives in Brooklyn, but she is also the co-host of a podcast you might know called Who Weekly, which she co-hosts with her dear friend, Bobby Finger. And it is, it has been described as the perfect podcast about celebrities who make you say, who? and it is it is a long running podcast longer than ours they have been independently producing it for years and it's fantastic and so funny and smart and filled with like just a wonderful world of inside jokes about celebrities and it's it's such a like a wonderful break to get to tune into yes. the Who weekly world
2: uh, such a delight. I so enjoyed getting to talk to Lindsay. Um Yeah, like Kate mentioned, you know, they were they were really one of those podcasts that we looked up to when we launched our show because they were another independent show. We knew Lindsay and Bobby Lindsay more than Bobby, but like, you know, we knew them and it just was like very cool to see them succeed. Um and you know, like us, they're still going, uh, which is
1: awesome. Still chugging along.
2: Still chugging along. Uh, So anyway, before we get to Lindsay, just a reminder that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com. We have links there to everything we mentioned on the show. We are on Instagram at forever35podcast. We also have our Patreon at patreon.com slash forever35. We've started doing another episode format on our Patreon that we're just calling casual chats. They're kind of like mini apps, except they're just us chatting, catching up with each other. And I really enjoy them.
1: It's really fun. It's very fun. It's it's giving us space to talk about things like Travis Kelsey. Totally. Everyone's favorite topic. (laughs) Old Trav.
2: Definitely yours. And I'm not, not mine.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, speak for yourself over there. I mean, yeah, we both are intrigued by old Travis. We're
2: both intrigued by Trav. Um, we have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And please call and text us at 781 591 You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And here's Lindsay.
1: Okay. This is a dream come true. I don't want to like, just go like start on such a high note. But I think we can Dory and I, we can agree. This is like a dream. Totally. Lindsey Weber is here to talk to us. Yay! An icon of internet culture, pop culture, podcasting. The list goes on. You are like, <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to you talk? Know, Never. This is 60 minutes of us just talking about you. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's so fun having other podcasters on because I think it's like torture to not talk to be interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Like to have to sit there. It's weird. Lindsay, welcome to Forever 35. You are our listeners we will have intro you before Thank we you get so to this much. interview, but you don't even need the intro. I
0: feel like we're like the same age podcast too, which I find really charming. It's like, we are of the same generation. It, like if, like if yes. podcasts had yes. like an eight, like we started at the same time, we were dealing with the same equipment. Our podcasts probably sound the same when we launched, which I find very endearing for some reason. Like it just, we really were like coming of age in the same era. And like, we've both stuck around. Like I can't, Believe that on any what level. What are we doing here, right, still? Right. What or how? How are we even allowed to be in existence? Still, are, I'm still impressed by both of us. Is what I'm saying. I guess
1: we did it well. <laughs> who's who's and self care are kind of like one and the same, honestly. So
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well,
0: I mean, well, in all honesty, <laughs> all right. I mean,
2: I do think your podcast is self care for a lot of people.
0: I. I They tell us that, and I find it hard to believe, but I also find it still – like, if I'm doing it seven years later, clearly I find a bit of self-care or I find a little bit of Mm. fun and levity in it to the point where I'm still doing it, and that is
1: something, I guess. In the – so, in the seven years since you have been recording Who Weekly with Bobby Finger, Mm -hmm. do you feel like – the what defines a who in the world of celebrity has changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what keeps us doing it. It's like what's interesting about celebrity culture has shifted. When we first started it, we had noticed it was different, we weren't the only ones, yeah, and now it's even different than it was then. And that's like what keeps it interesting versus just the stuff that's been that's funny no matter what, which is like when a celebrity like falls down the stairs in a funny way or does something stupid or makes us laugh. It's just like overall, is our podcast like more of a necessity? Is it less of a necessity? Like are we kind of growing with culture? Are we growing against culture? Like that stuff is what keeps it like kind of a little bit of a meta thing that I think keeps us happy which if it was just like reporting on bikini photos and kind of silly stuff we would be we would have been out long ago but i think as long as there is this kind of like changing celebrity culture where we're we're interested so yeah definitely it's changed
2: lindsay for the purposes of people who i, I there's probably like 5 of our listeners who aren't familiar <laughs> with who weekly but like <laughs> for those people could you just briefly describe what is a who, what is a them, and how your podcast started, just to kind of like give ourselves this context.
0: So just in the base level, when we first started and actually today, although today this is actually less of an example because there's even less magazines at the checkout counter than there was when we started, we always said when you go to the grocery store and you see like your tabloid magazines at the checkout counter, the ones on the covers that you're like, I don't even know who that is. Why are they on the cover of Us Weekly? That's a who. And then the ones that you see and you're like, of course, Julia Roberts is being... Being written, you know, is on the whatever those are them, so it really is as basic binary as I know them, I don't know them, but of course, you know, who knows what is it is always right. different levels yes. of who's and them's. And how we got started was uh, it was a newsletter, it was a Tumblr experience, it was a friendship that was just based on laughing at celebrities and memes and whatever. And then we realized that it was actually interesting to us, like, this whole thing. And a lot of it was inspired by Oh No They Didn't, which is a live journal community Ugh. of like-minded celebrity lovers and just kind of their conversations on, like, the shifting celebrity nature of culture, whatever. And distilling it into this, like, joke where it's like, this person is everywhere but I have no idea who they are is a very relatable thing. But I'm still interested in who they are. I still want to know who they are. And that, I think, is the key. It's like, it's one thing to be like, I don't know who they are and I don't give a shit. It's another thing to be like, why is everyone talking about them? Like, what am I missing? And I think that's what we've always stayed on the side of. Like, is there something to know? And that, you know, that's the pod.
2: Yes. And I think that is, that is like the, to me, it feels like that's sort of like the secret sauce of your podcast is like, it's not mocking, right? Like, I mean, it's it's like slightly okay, mock- moving, for the most part, but like for the most part. Yes. <laughs> but like, but you're I guess what I mean is like you take the whole enterprise very seriously in a way like.
0: Yeah. And we love our who's like we live that's what for I mean. them that's and what I we mean. live for them. And that's our, you know, that's our. Yes. If they didn't exist, we wouldn't. And I think we're very grateful right. for them. And we have these who's that have grown with us. They've grown into thems. They've remained yes. who's. We, we're we yes. on the journey. We're on this yes. like journey together of relevance. <laughs> and we're like, yes. okay, we feel really like connected to them. Like I don't even have to like their work, but I'm like as a celebrity on a celebrity I level, think, I, I think feel very connected like, to them. <laughs> yes.
2: I think that's what I'm trying to get across that like, like there is a sort of level of of, of almost like affection – yeah, you have yes, for these yes. character. They're like characters, right? Like, and yes. yeah, I mean, I you you I shouldn't say that you don't mock them because that is <laughs> that is inaccurate. I mean, that is a but fun part of your podcast, right? But that is like, I don't know, th- this sort of just like affection for this world of people. Yeah,
0: and just like the frivolousness of it, and yes. the kind of like we take it so seriously, but then it's not serious. And exactly. it is yes. funny and it is inconsequential. Yes. And, it, and uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to explain. It's stupid. It's important. It, I don't know. Like, it, that's kind of what I, when you meet somebody who cares about it in the way you do, there's a connection there. There's something to talk about. It's It's hard to explain, but it's like, It really is a sensibility and I think that's maybe the connection. That's why people really like it because it is one of those things where it's the way you look at tabloids and the way you look at celebrities that is what we're all finding fun or whatever. Is it fun? Yeah. Totally. Totally. And it's kind of
1: amazing because you've been doing it long enough that like I remember Zendaya was a who when you all first started and she's now like a firm them. Yeah. And so it is kind of amazing, like, watching the trajectory of certain peoples either, like, up they either plateau or they transition down or up. Like, it's also very it, – it feels often to me, like, very clear. Like, doesn't – there's, like, rarely a gray – I don't know. You're the expert, but, like – No, you're
0: right. There's like bona fide. that's a them. But then also you meet someone who doesn't know who that is. <laughs> but then that person's kind of like, I don't really care about celebrities. And you're like, okay, well, then that's why you don't care who that is. It just, we don't have like a mass media as much. People love to talk about mm-hmm. this. And I think it's very true. You know, if something isn't on Netflix, then no one cares or something at this point. But then even that's starting to be less true. So it's also one of those things where becoming a them is like Zendaya is like such an interesting example because like there's not that many who to thems over the past seven years that I can even name because it's something that we're losing. Like we're losing stars. Mm. Stardom is so ubiquitous. A-list stardom is so hard to achieve. So many who's are achieving the same monetary success as thems. They don't need to be thems. Why would you work on a grand level when you could just work on a small level and make probably more money than you would or have be more beloved and live an easier life than, I don't know, I keep saying Julia Roberts, but Julia Roberts or Zendaya who can't go anywhere or do anything. So it's like, it's how, you know, that that's kind of part of what's interesting is like, where are the thems or whatever? That's why no one sees movies anymore or
1: whatever. I don't know. Like, do you mourn the loss of kind of like them celebrity culture? Like- like yes and no because look at Taylor Swift right now. Like I,
0: I would say right, I've right. I would say yes, but then I literally would say look at Taylor Swift and it's like the right. most grown someone who I like the music, like the talent would go see, et cetera, et cetera. But oh my god, like is that so annoying? Maybe this is just maybe this is what we're not really missing that much. Maybe we don't miss it that much. <laughs>
2: you know, I really I I really like that point because I feel like. Certainly when you started in my mind, and maybe this was inaccurate to begin with, but in my mind, it was always like it was aspirational for a who to become a them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of like graduated mm. from whodom to them And it was like, great job, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're now a them. Um, but like you're saying now it's like you can be a who and like exist in 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 a niche that can be quite large and like you said, quite lucrative. Um, And graduating, quote unquote, to be a them is like maybe
0: not as appealing. Um, So that, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And like maybe graduating means like something scandalous happened to like raise you to that kind of platform. And maybe you like actually don't want to like yeah. Have a sex tape, uh, cheat on, yes. some, be cheated on, blah, 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 whatever it is that gets you to that next level. That re- That is what it requires or something aside from like, I don't even think winning an Oscar at this point is like enough to graduate people because who's watching the Oscars or who cares? You know, Good that's point. like yeah. this so that's the thing it's like the level the 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 standard the standards not even standards the kind of bar has been raised and i don't even mean in an objective way good or bad it's just the bar has been raised to get two of them and that bar might actually suck you might actually not want to be (laughs) right 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 yes yeah i
2: feel like i feel like spencer pratt and heidi montag were like early
0: people who figured this out oh yeah i mean they're they did. They're geniuses. We're going on, I'm going on their podcast. Me and Bobby are in, in next week, which oh, is amazing. like, going to be a amazing that'll be so fun and they have a podcast now that's called spidey's 16th minute which refers to their 16th minute of fame right. and their whole thing is now asking people how do we become famous again and my whole thing is like you're the perfect amount of famous like exactly you, yes like, you, you don't figured something out right but i think they're like the why they're so good is cuz they're always striving and that's kind of what totally is yeah. so great about them totally. but in my yes. perspective i'm like you guys are the ideal like you live in like yes. a perfect place for that, but you know, like they want to be richer. Anyways, I'll tell them that to their I can't wait to tell them that to their face. <laughs>
2: Please do. No, I mean I like I feel like I've always had a soft spot for Spencer, but like his his whole persona in the last few years has really like endeared him to me because there's a level of self awareness that I think very few celebrities have. And I think I just I, I don't know. I just like appreciate that about him.
0: He's so, definitely if, like if you would. Evil genius, but as you get older, you get softer. There's like a softer version of
2: him. Right, but if you had told me, if you had told me like 15 years ago, like, oh, you're going to be sitting here saying that, like, you like Spencer Pratt, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he's a monster. Well, but you didn't know the whole
0: story. Like, he, like, like, you didn't know that that guy Pat practically produced the hills in terms Mm of and the whole thing was essentially scripted and behind the scenes he's like getting you the drama that you love yes and it's like yeah and that's and he's also kind of just like now that reality tv is this like cottage industry almost you have these people in the world of reality tv that are like like working men (laughs) like like the the kind of the kind of these uh blue-collar people who are just like giving us the good stuff and like they totally. make kind of not billions of dollars they make right. good money and they and they yes. give us what we want which is drama and it's like yeah that is like charming i guess and we didn't have that yes. and we thought they were all super famous and rich and it just turns out they weren't right. you know that's well, and i will say
2: like it's not like you get a gold star for like staying married but <laughs> there is just like <laughs> You should. (laughs) There's something about his relationship with Heidi that I'm also sort of like, wow, like who expected them to like be the ones to stay together? Actually real. Yes. Like that also kind of like blows me away. So I don't know. I didn't mean to turn this into like a Spencer Pratt love fest, but I don't know. I was just like thinking like as we were kind of prepping for this interview, I was I was just thinking about him like and and I know he's been on your show and like I just Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: I just like. He is interesting. And I really recommend their podcast. What can I say? It's it's very good. And especially if you're like looking for kind of an insidery Hollywood LA Mm -hmm. thing. They are so good at not explaining anything. They're just like, Tim, Chad, Rebecca. And you're like (laughs) – I don't know who that is, but like, I'm, I'm loving it. And those are all people's agents. Like, I don't know who they are, but like, they're talking about them. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. You know, Uh, we need more podcasts like that. No one should explain uh, anything. Just talk, you
1: know? (laughs) Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, Even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about Skin, my skin, but all skin is that like what it needs now in my forties is not what I needed in my thirties. Totally, definitely not what I needed in my twenties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know, especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want. What products to start with? This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation, you upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode.
2: Kate, I feel like we are... Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honeylove.
1: What do you think about, like, what do you make about the ways in which celebrities are now brands and hawking? Like, you know, we talk a lot about self-care and skincare and stuff like that on this podcast. But, like, the... Emergence of like the celebrity skincare line. Like you can't go into Sephora where like right. most of the lines are now right created and curated by well that's like by quote unquote celebrities. Isn't
0: that like celebrities were always partnering with brands, right? Like always, like their face, whatever. But now it's like you have to be the creative director. That's like, yeah, I think what that is is like entrepreneur disease. So it's like, okay, well mm. now that like we can't be famous in a mass media way or like. We're not going to make as much money from the movies or TV shows that we do because all that's been devalued, unfortunately. We have to, like, be the creative director, like, the co-founder, the entrepreneur. Mm. I think that's, like, also Kardashian influence. Like, everyone has to, like, own their business and, like, whatever or the, or the perspective that we are so deeply involved in this and not just, like, the face of the product. Like, this is my blood, sweat, and tears or whatever and – I th- and I also I think that people crave authenticity in terms of products now. So it's like they're not going to be fooled by you holding a BlackBerry. They need you to like have gone to the factory and like made the BlackBerry yourself with your hands or like whatever. We're obsessed with that. I guess my thing is always like I'm always shocked when celebrities do products mm-hmm. and they're good just because we're so used to like our, our generation is like – these products are bad. Like, they're just shitty. Celebrities don't have taste and they don't, ca- and they don't really care. It's all a money grab. But now you have, like, I think it's honestly, it's Rihanna's fault. It's like she and, and, and Selena Gomez too, who like made good beauty brands that people really love and like that are, yeah. that are successful because they're good, not just because it's Rihanna. Like, that to me is actually the most shocking aspect of what mm. this is, you know? Now there's this, like, Standard that they're all hitting, which is like they're working with good people, they're making good stuff, and people are buying it because they really like it. And that's, and then they're making more money off that than anything else. So it's like, of course, Rihanna's never going to record another song in her life. Why would she? She loves makeup, you know, (laughs) fashion. Yeah. She doesn't need to. Right. And people love it. And and, and it, she's only getting positive feedback from that. You know, she could have a song that no one likes, but it's like the lipstick everyone's dying for, which is like, yeah. good, then do what you're better at. I don't know. I have no idea. Lindsay, in your seven years of
2: doing this show, <laughs> can you think back to... I don't know. Let's let's pick 3 of the most iconic who moments. No.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I love when you say <laughs> that. No. I can't even Why? remember like what I eat for breakfast. Um I feel like <sighs> Eva Amurri is
1: like a
0: classic. <laughs> well, she's like in your realm. She's like she's really like a vintage mommy blogger, nepotism. She's like a mix of everything that yeah she's love. like a real cross-section of who and she's shameless too like she's like i'm blogging it's like we don't even do that anymore she's like nope, <laughs> we do that <laughs> she's great i mean i think obviously uh, like re- any rita Ora moment is gonna be uh, it, yeah the first rita what's rita up to which was really very early in the pod and then just kind of every big moment of her life that i've had to pay attention to has been right iconic for me um what are big moments? I mean, the Wagatha Christie scandal stands out as something that really mm-hmm. was such a delight for us and a real like we we always are like trying to figure out British tabloid culture. Yes, we yes. don't live in it, but yes. they're so much more intense yes. than us, and and we're obsessed yes. with their deviousness sometimes. And that really was a good example of that, and also a different type of wag culture that we were used to. So, like yes. learning learning yes. about that was great yeah just and it's apparently there's a new documentary too that's supposed to be really good on Hulu with about that trial. so maybe we'll get to talk about it oh, even more. oh, I that's mean. fun. um, what other who moments have we enjoyed talking about? I mean, just the different characters like that have come up, like who else mm, I don't know why I'm thinking of the when. When Lily, uh, what's his face? Dominic. uh,
1: Oh, my God. Yes. I was just thinking about this.
0: (laughs) What's his name? The guy from The Wire. Yes. And Dominic whatever. The affair. He he had an affair. (laughs) with Dominic West? Yes. He had an affair with Lily James. And then him and his wife had a press conference outside their castle. (laughs) And the photos are like very, very memorable to me. There was, like, a little sign that was, like, stop bothering us. But then they, like, held oh, a press yeah. conference. And he stood there, like, next to his wife. And they, like, took – I don't know. Like, that really oh, was important God. to me. Anything that's kind of, like, vintage-y and it's, like – Like, right now what's going on with Jada Pinkett Smith is killing me. She's a them. Yes. But, like, oh, my God. Wow.
2: Well, that was – okay. And I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I, it's just I enjoy discussing these things. So yeah. yeah. what are some of the most hooey moments that thems have – Done. I mean, because you just brought up Jada, which is now like it's like everything. So
0: right? But, because they just do every. Because there's no like, you just do everything. But like, I mean, Jada Red Table Talk is like a very to me a very like hooey expression of like an A list celebrities like <laughs> like what what's my purpose in this world? And it's like people yeah. say that I'm really like yeah. you know. <sighs> Like I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start a Facebook show that like no one watches but is somehow the center of culture. Like that's (laughs) amazing, amazing, truly incredible. And we're gonna like yeah. I mean, there are super
2: Ashton. Mila's apology for writing the Danny Masterson letter felt very hooey
0: to me. I mean, put I mean, a video that you took of yourself against like a wall is very hooey. (laughs) Like putting out media of yourself like that is very hooey well, i guess that feels like the
2: like it feels like the new sort of notes app apology right now it's like, it's like a, a
0: video a home video of a hostage a video. video of yourself
2: yeah, <laughs> <The> hostage video. <laughs> i
0: mean because that's what drew barrymore also did oh yes. my god right Sorry. well front-facing video changed everything so it's like front-facing yeah, camera really video did. is like <laughs> now everything is different or whatever i mean we were talking uh, about how like truly the number one moment of culture that over the past like let's say five years that changed everything was the imagine video just in terms of like yes the shift in like what celebrities thought we wanted from them but actually what we want from them is like was totally misunderstood and like them thinking like this is great and fine and like they'll eat up anything we do especially in this like tragic period and then us being like are you kidding me like (laughs) (laughs) this is exactly what we don't want we don't want access to this and we don't want to see your beautiful houses and I don't care if it feels intimate like this is not the time or the place and you all are so foolish and like I think that to me is like the split between like kind of pre- Mm. where we are now and maybe where we were yes. before which is this like yeah worship yes. of rich people versus now we're yes. kind of like fuck rich people like the nepa baby nepo's babies thing has yes. been like yes 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 i think that's kind of the tale of that of the beginning yes. of the post imagine video yes. discourse <laughs> yes that, that changed everything i think
1: truly that's really funny as a, a like a and, and and because it aligns with covid too like it's such a it really is like a before and after. Although, like I will say though, then there's like the pr- like the kind of persistent role of the like, hey ad <laughs> videos, right? But those which- are like
0: those are like real estate ads. Like everyone okay, sells their that house.
1: Is, <laughs> that is wild to me that celebrities use the Architectural Digest home video and the popularity of those to showcase their houses that they then go on to sell a year yeah. later. Like. Oh, it's yeah. such a fucking crazy, but that's scam. been
2: that's been the Architectural Digest scam forever. Like it was always I don't like think I you put realized your, that you got your house in Architectural Digest because you were planning on selling it, like
0: at some it's, point. I just it's so I'm naive, but it's just so like we're so desperate to see like people's personal lives if they're celebrities, and so it feels like such a purposefully intimate. Like here's my kitchen, here are my things, here like look at all my stuff but it, it we're all looking for those little details that are like weird or like interesting or what or yes, unique or whatever yeah yes. yes. and then the idea is like i'm not this isn't even my house surprise like i don't even live here <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's why like i think
2: that's why when we do see glimpses of like actual authenticity like when julia fox did her apartment oh, tour like so you're like good. oh amazing. this is like
0: this is amazing. Right. And that I think she still lives there. I mean, she might have upgraded because she sold I think her she's book. She's upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. She I think just she bought, upgraded. She just bought
1: something. I think I was reading. I'm listening to her book her. and it
0: is wild. It's so good. She is I mean, it truly is like amazing what a life she's led. <laughs> That's what I'll yes. say. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: I really did not know a lot about her and I am. I actually should, I should listen well, it's to that, like, but that's a good. Her life, lead. she's
0: not old, but like her, what, 1% of her life, she's been famous. The rest is like, we don't, there's no, her career isn't even that long, is what I'm saying. So before yeah, that, right, there's yeah. like an entire lifetime's worth because this girl got started at like 13, going crazy, of living in Italy, being addicted to heroin, being a dominatrix, like mom and dad drama. Like it, it's just, she really has packed it all in before she became famous, yes. too. I'm not even at the famous part. And I'm still like, right. <laughs> how are you doing this? I'm at the heroin part. It's not good.
2: Oh, oh God. Wow.
0: wow. Sorry, but, okay. I shouldn't laugh. No,
1: I mean, she. you know she's fine. She came out on the other side. Like, right. Can,
2: yes, yeah. yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Do you identify as a who or a them in the world of podcasts? I am a naw,
0: which is like neither of those things. Like, uh, we are not whose or thems. I mean, we're certainly not thems, but – in the world, maybe in the world of podcasts, we're like we're who's, but in the in the real world, we're we're nas. I think you know, <laughs> we're not. because okay. who's is like you have this like niche, you have something audience, like you guys are who's, like yeah. you have your what? Yes. No, wait. You no, have no, like no, your no. community of people that think you're famous, that want to meet you, that care about but your life. You, but
1: don't you also have you right, do, So that You have that. So within, I see. so within like podcast within culture, your, we're whose? Yes. World. I would say. Yeah. Within your community, you're
0: a who. And so are you, is what I'm saying. If we're talking about the podcast community. Fair. Right. Okay, okay. I don't
1: know. But it's like there's so many podcasts. Like, like, I don't know. That's what i mean. I know. There's like, I feel like most podcasts are who's now. Like, <sighs> I know. And then we're like, I, I
0: always think about when people are like, what podcast do you listen to? It's like, we're not even cracking the top 100 of that question to a normal right. person. So maybe we're right. not even totally. on no. that list. But that's what's so crazy about media now is like, we're all like making a living and doing our thing and l- loving it. And we don't need to be in that kind of knowledge gap or whatever. Or it's okay yeah. that, that the random person's not going to know.
1: Yes, it's always like when you tell somebody what you do and then they like, I write books. Oh, anything I've ever heard of? And my answer is always like, absolutely not. (laughs) And that's like, who do you I could be like, I'm either Nicholas Sparks, or like, like, there's nobody that I could name.
0: No, like name nope. an author, oh, Judy you know Bloom me? or whatever. Like, no, yeah. like, are, do you read books? Are you like, wh- what's your level of reading?
1: But that's why I think I just, like,
0: it, that's what that question, anything or like, how have I heard it? It's like that question is going by the wayside. No one's going to be asking that anymore. Like the assumption is going to be I no, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Always. And should be, honestly. Can we talk about Travis Kelsey? He's so hot. <laughs> He's
2: so hot. That was the conclusion we came to. He's as hot.
0: Well. What, what can I say? <laughs> he's hot. He's really hot. It's an objective hot too. So I don't feel yes. like very. Yes. It's a he's he's hot in like a Tom of Finland. I drew a hot guy on a piece of paper. <laughs> hot, totally right? like cartoonishly hot. Yes, yeah, like 80s movie, boyfriend hot. Hot in a yeah. way that like even in our kind of woke culture where we're not really supposed to judge people's looks, you can just say like, this is a hot guy. <laughs> like family yeah, yeah. feud. Yeah. We asked 100 people on the street if this is a hot guy. It's like, yeah,
1: he is a hot guy. Would you have considered him like a them of the football world and now he's just a uh, – Like he's what a them, is them that?
0: I mean – Is he a them now? I mean, I don't yeah. – do I know about football? No. But I think – from our res- our intel, he would be considered because. How's she funny? Huge. He's a big deal. When he played in the Super Bowl last year, him and his brother, right, against each other. I, I mean, we I, I, I do only f- know
1: him in relation to Taylor okay. Swift. I'm like, <laughs> this mean. is
0: a thing. Him and his brother played in the Super Bowl against right, okay. each other, and it was like, okay, yes. that was like the heartwarming story. Of that Super Bowl, okay, okay. if I recall, and we did mention that, and I remember saying, "Oh, hot guys," and and that was like my first knowledge of him, and then and I so I really think of the fact that it cracked my consciousness, yes. which means he's got to be a them of football, right?
2: And, he was and he, he was on he was on SNL. Like I feel like yes, pre Taylor, yes, pre Taylor, and so I feel like that just signifies you have reached a a new level of fame when you are asked to be on SNL.
0: For sure. And I also think it's like, if anything, dating Taylor, obviously, it's – you're in the them stratosphere, but yes. it kind of makes you hooey because maybe you were like a them before based on kind of like natural charisma and your sports talent, but now you're kind of a them based off like who you're dating, which is kind yeah. of hooey, because that is like mm. the kind of tabloidification yeah. of your celebrity, you know, all of a sudden. Is like, yes, oh now he's that's like a, that's less a good point. Like how do you date someone who's more famous than you when you're like a super famous football player? Like you have to – it's right. Taylor Swift or, or Meghan Markle. I don't know. Like, you know, the, there's just not yeah, many – Beyonce. Right. There's like, There's not that yeah. many people who are going to be in that level. I guess it's going to be a different category of person than sports too, you know?
1: And do you think that also represents that he is secure in himself, that he's able to date a more famous person? woman I mean as a straight man
0: I hope that somebody I hope that's like what the appeal is in that like he's hot successful confident charismatic she's also those things and that's what I that's what I hope for her is the difference between the men that maybe she dated that were not that way and this man who Mm -hmm. seems really confident in himself and that I don't know i mean i don't know like i I don't know anything about joe alwyn i don't think anyone knows anything about joe alwyn but it definitely feels like she does not want to be out of the spotlight and maybe she found somebody Mm -hmm. who also kind of enjoys the
1: glamour of it Mm. all yes and quite frankly we enjoy the glamour i mean it's endless endless (laughs) it's non-stop and you know what like i do think this is when we talk about like the self-care aspect of celebrity culture is like they are providing a service and as and you are providing a service
0: i mean other people's lives if you don't have like drama in your life which like that's awesome like and props to you and like that rules and we should all strive to be drama free then you have to find your drama elsewhere and that's what celebrities like give us i guess you yes. know commonality, drama, whatever. Like, especially because our reality shows are not real. Like, we need to have that or something, common language or whatever.
2: So we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back.
1: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid 40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is, okay, I know. a bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you.
2: Who are some who's that you like have your eye on? (laughs) Underrated
0: who's? Like
1: up and comers? Up
0: Up and comers. I mean... Who's that make me laugh? Like yeah, sure. Millie Bobby Brown makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I love her. My God, what a personality! Um, Austin Butler makes me laugh constantly. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. I love people who take themselves that seriously in acting. Um, Kiki Palmer is basically a them, but I really stand her and like. She's think amazing. she is like. I just I want her to be broadly so successful, and so I really yeah. love her. Um, who else do I, like, like, love? I mean, who are who's? Um, who we talk about? (laughs) No, we, like, anyone who's, like, funny or weird or, like, unexpected, you know, like, obviously I think Sophie Turner is, like, great who right now. She feels like she could say anything at any time. That's fun. Like, keeps you on the edge of your seat, you know? Because she was so funny before this happened and now it's kind of, like, Good luck to like, it's just who knows what she's going to kind of say.
1: Yeah.
0: Who else? Um, Anyone who you can tell kind of has a sense of humor or who, like Mm. Spencer Pratt is like a good example. It's like someone who you kind of think knows, really does know what's going on and has a good self-awareness is always going to be a good who. But then those are kind of the who's that are not as who-y because they're too aware of what. Mm, it, the perception yes. is like yes, yes. Like Charlie XCX, I love her so much. I think she's like so talented. But I'm like you know, like you know, you're too smart. You know what I mean? To right? Be, she knows the score. You're too yes. smart. Um, I don't know. I think there's a thin line between me being like I stand this person and love their work versus like I don't really stand them, but I think they're a great who and like I will cover, cobal- I will click on everything, yes. every headline about yes, them. Yes, you yes, know, yes. So.
1: That's, that's a girl. yeah world. millie bobby brown really has oh. that energy i wish like she's, she's only
0: 19 she's given us so much like what's to
1: come only 19 already engaged to a bon jovi it's like already wrote a fake she book. knows <laughs> she's oh my god the fake the fake books the celebrities writing fake books is i guess that's like just another iteration of the skincare line I
0: guess, but it's also like mm.
1: write a book. I don't, I don't
0: know. Like, don't tell me about like how do I know that it's so f- it's so fake? Like it's so unbelievable. It's like a
2: what? What was that? What, what was Heidi Montag's famous quote? Like, congrats to anyone who's written a book.
0: <laughs> she believed <laughs> she
1: meant it. She's right. It's so hard to write a book. Well,
0: it's it really
1: hard to write a book. That <laughs> like the idea that just all these celebrities are suddenly like knocking them out is hilarious to me. Also, like, like it's just not
0: real. A fiction, but, like, f- novel? Get out of here. I don't know. I just think she's so funny. Millie Bobby Brown. Can't wait for what's to come. More books. Oh, God. Skin- oh, she has God. a skincare line or something. She has some- She does. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think it's called Flower. Oh, my God. The fact that I know that. Wait, no,
1: wait. That's Drew Barrymore's line. Oh, no. I gotta... F- Sorry, wait. But maybe they both have lines? Hold on. Because... I
2: thought that was Drew Barrymore's production
1: company. Florence. Florence. It's Florence. No, Flower Beauty is Drew Barrymore's like Walmart beauty line. Right.
0: Okay. I knew she had something. I knew she wasn't. Florence. Yeah. Florence by Millie, Mm -hmm. by Mills. Mm -hmm. Florence
1: by Mills. Great. Never going to buy that thing, but support her endlessly. And they're always clean and natural. That's the other thing that I can't fucking get over every one of these celebrity beauty lines. They always are like clean and natural. Which means what? Nothing. Haley bald, Haley Bieber. No, they, nothing. Point, they have yeah. to,
2: I think they're, they're all probably like white labeled by the same company.
0: Oh, for yes. sure. And that's what I'm like. That's what's so fascinating where it's like you have your beauty beauty labels that are clearly not. And then you have the ones that are clear, that clearly are, and we're really starting to get the line is getting blurred, I think. Yes. Because the language is all the same in the way that they talk about their work with these lines. You know, like, yes. Like Hailey Bieber launching a lip gloss as big as Rihanna launching an entire line of foundation. There's clearly a difference there in terms of effort and what the product is. But mm-hmm. it's the same energy. It's the same pull, pull out or a push out, whatever it's called, push out, whatever it is, like publicity.
2: What do you think of all these families that are sort of trying to be the next Kardashians, <laughs>
0: like the D'Amelios and like the Alex Earl family? <sighs> Anyone's parents who give a shit about this are it's the whole thing is. Have you seen the Demelio show ever? Like are, you're saying it but have no, you seen s- it? They're so boring. No, because boring, I, I like I like fall it. asleep like as I'm selecting. <laughs> <sighs> I mean It's so boring. It's okay, but it's the it's fascinating cuz the show is like about how like one Demelio kid was like I'm the singer and the other one was like I'm the dancer and then the dancer was like what if I sang and then it was like oh my god. <laughs> Like it's- wait, that's really the <laughs> yeah, that was like season two. I mean, of Charlie wants to be a singer. She did, but she Ugh. was not that good at it. And then De- Charlie D'Amelio and her mom went on Dancing with the Stars and the dad like spiraled because he all of a sudden was like, well, what do I do now? And he like, oh kind of cheated, which is like what this season's about. Okay, so maybe it is a good show. I don't know. He cheated on the mom basically, and then they had and okay, then they like maybe stayed I together am watch this. yeah it it's like completely it, it completely tears apart your family is what I'm saying like
1: I hope it's worth th- it this is yeah I mean this is actually like i'm I would love your thoughts on this fame is so destructive, yes that it shocks me the ways in which we value we keep valuing it and encouraging people to chase like it's it's so I mean you you have all these influencers talking about how detrimental all their kind of fame and social media is to their mental health I mean it's crazy
0: like, to me that anybody would go on Housewives at this point yes it's like it it like the success rate of lives on that show is not good, and I, I mean success like marriage <laughs> success like <rate> of
2: lives. <laughs> like
0: not like people are dying I mean just more like they get divorced they're robbed they're like it's just like such it doesn't seem worth it I don't know I mean it's. It really speaks to the fact that like attention is so addictive that mm, yeah even though you have the evidence in front of you of like everything else becoming a mess it doesn't it doesn't matter but to kind of a person who's never going to be asked to be on housewives it is hard to look at that stuff and be like clearly the people going on these shows are there's something different in their brains than mine to begin with cuz they I would never go on this show because I've seen the results and why would I want this for my for my life or whatever. That's what I'm like. Also none of, also none of these housewives are even a lot of them aren't even married. So it's like I guess if you go on and you're not married, you're not going to get a divorce. You might meet someone, I don't know. And then you can get divorced from them.
1: I mean, Jenna Lyons. I was, I, and I, I know, like, um, plenty of articles have been written about, like, why and what was she thinking and what is she doing now. But that was such an interesting choice for her to make to go on Housewives, and I also, I feel like it kind of paid off in her favor because she didn't go on with a husband and she went on mm. with like a
0: different prerogative. It's like, have yeah. you seen my fake lashes? You can buy them. Right. Like, it's, it's like product right. first, you know. Like, that's. And then it's and then it's also like, then what is Housewives at all? It's not what it originally mm. was.
1: Yeah. I might as well just – A real existential question. And it's
0: funny because Jenna Lyons had a reality show before Housewives that was boring and bad. And so it's like she was reframed to be interesting or something. I don't know. Like she wasn't interesting the last well, time she was on reality TV. She's interesting in the context of Housewives. Right. Exactly. Like – the you know the producers what I mean? <laughs> produced her like she was written yes. interesting yes. because she's not yes. naturally that right. interesting. She herself alone is not that interesting, right. but like you throw mm.
2: her in with some housewives and like you can create some storylines. Yeah.
0: It's fascinating because her show was reality TV producers. <laughs> boring. I mean tr- I mean I they're really masters of their craft and they do a lot they do a ton yeah. of work <laughs> because these people aren't naturally dramatic or interesting sometimes. Right. Lindsay, besides
2: housewives, what else are you watching on TV?
0: Um, I'm watching <laughs> The TV is a little mm, right now for good reason. Um, what am I watching? I'm trying to watch more movies, but what I'm watching on TV right now is my favorite least favorite show, The Morning Show, which is appointment viewing. I don't know if you've engaged in this. It is
1: I don't watch it. So
0: bad. It's incredible. It's like a million – they spend millions of dollars per episode. It's just incredibly good. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It's really the downfall of – it really also represents the downfall of, like, movie star culture because you have two of our biggest movie stars in this TV show that no one watches and is bad. Well, <laughs> like, it's a very – it's a very hooey move. So hooey. To be on TV. to make this show. I mean, it's just one awful – Drama filled soap opera scene after the next, just incredible. And I just started last night one of my favorite shows that is also trash, but is a zombie version of itself. It moved from HBO to CW, which is F Boy Island. Um, incredible show. Oh, never I don't know. Hosted that. by Nikki Glazer, who is so funny on it, just truly yeah, peak Nikki Glazer. Um, it's great, it's like a parody of a. a reality dating show, but also very good. Um, I love that show. Um, And then the other show that I really like because I'm a – this is like surprising, but I'm really interested in – I love documentaries and documentaries are the only way that I get interested in sports. So a sports documentary is really Mm. something that is my – like the center of all my interests. So I'm really into Welcome to Wrexham, which is like the – Oh, FX show yeah. about the soccer team, football team and Ryan Reynolds. It's an amazing tool to get you interested in something that you normally wouldn't be and that's what I think the g- good documentaries are all about, you know? It's manipulative, but it's very good. Did
1: you watch The Supermodels? I didn't. I didn't. Is it good? It is good. Um and it's 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 like a great kind of like who to them to who. <laughs> Analysis of culture I should watch from like it. the before time. I, I thought I enjoyed it, but that was that's like my peak childhood or the early 90s supermodels. Yeah, so I watched I Beckham, which I also enjoyed so much. Yeah, shockingly.
0: I need to watch that. I need to watch that. It's like Fisher Stevens is the director, he's like in a lot of it as like this voice of God, but it's like very interesting the way that he chooses to engage with them. I was surprised at how well it was done because all of our celebrity documentaries are now produced by celebrities so they're like not revealing or intriguing or anything sure so yeah, you really have to be careful because you'll watch something and you'll be like that was literally just a celebrity interview not a documentary right (laughs) (laughs) you know so but beckham Um, i thought was was well done and a little bit it it did go it did go there a little bit
1: you know well, Lindsay, you know, we we should let you go. We we try and often forget to ask our guests about their current skincare routine. But do you have any skincare routine products that you want to share? Have you ever tried any celebrity skincare products? Yeah,
0: I tried House Labs, Lady Gaga's line. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Which is supposed to be good, it's actually, fine. right? Yeah. She's, yeah. I love her. Okay. So I tried her skincare line. I've tried Rare Beauty. Fine. Good. Some lip gloss thing was good I don't know I I don't what is my skin I don't know I'm like any normal mid-30s person I'm like retinol and like I heard about this fucking thing and I go get a facial like once a year and they tell me what to do and I don't do it and like that's Uh very very me I do what I really really am very worried about is getting too tan because i go to the beach yeah. a lot and you can i'm still tan from like i'm still too tan and i have very big fears, fears about becoming like tan mom i kept saying all summer because everyone every time anyone saw me they'd be like oh my god you're so tan and i'm like wait am i too tan like am i becoming the tan woman <laughs> too <laughs> Where everybody's like, Lindsay's
1: really into being tan.
0: I think that's like what, (laughs) I mean, luckily, I think what's living in New York is so great is that like I tan in the summer and then I have all winter to detan. And I think that's the balance I really, it really represents the balance in my life that I need. But I am worried when people say you look so tan, I'm going to like, as I get older, it's going to become like the tan is not going to go away. Like it's just going to like, I'm going to be like this tan this tan mom tan not actual mom but like tan mom you remember tan mom right but tan mom yes yes oh yes so i'm very like interested in um sunscreen and i'll buy i'll buy any sunscreen that anyone ever talks about as being good so i'll buy like i buy tiktok sunscreen uh, from korea i buy that sunscreen i'll buy supergroup when it's on sale i i just buy any sunscreen that everyone's like we're talking about this sunscreen i'm buying it 100% no problem <laughs> that's my self care <laughs> so scared of being tan I love it too tan
1: well Lindsay thank you so much we're so (laughs) so glad to have you on the podcast this has been like just the best thanks for having me
0: well Kate Lindsay was
2: just as delightful as I thought she was gonna be
1: I have to say (laughs) I, lo- I love Lindsay. I wish she still lived in Los Angeles. but
2: I know. She was here for like a brief moment and then yeah. she went back to New York.
1: And that's mm. fine. We are okay with it. We honor it. I will say that I would say she is an expert about celebrity culture.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: Like she can take that moniker and run with it.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Dory, how is it going? Not trying not to be consumed with dread <laughs> every second of the day. That was your intention last week. That's it's a really challenging intention.
2: It is a challenging intention. Um, I mean, it's going okay. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, I did have some moments this morning where I was like, Uh, I'm just like happy to be outside Mm. and playing tennis, which is something that I really love. And so that was a moment where I was able to kind of take myself out of the existential dread. Um, Sundays are tough for me for some reason. I think just because like, I don't know, they just seem long. (laughs) And, I definitely like get in my head on Sundays. So Sundays are tough. Um, But yeah, I don't know. And that kind of like leads into my intention for this week, which is I need to like figure out some work stuff that like, I have this kind of like ongoing big project that I either need to like really kind of double down on and focus on, or I need to set it aside. And it's all getting colored by the existential dread and um, like money stuff. And, and I just like, don't know what to do. Mm. So I'm going to try to figure that out this week.
1: Okay. Keep us posted.
2: I I'm here. If you want to talk it out. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate you. Um, what about you? Okay. Did you, well, I, um... did you set up your walking pad?
1: I love my walking pad. I set it up. I walk while I edit episodes of this podcast.
2: Amazing.
1: And it's really nice. I'm trying to stand more. I just feel like sitting and staring at my computer for 10 hours a day hasn't really been great for my back. So mm. I'm liking my walking pad. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks before I like link out and recommend it because I just want to make sure that I actually really like it and I'm using it. But I will share.
2: Because the first one you got ended up, being a dud, right?
1: Oh my goodness. It was such a dud. It it broke. Like and, and it would it was it was increasing the speed without me doing anything, which is really dangerous. <laughs> that is so, terrifying. It was really scary. I mean, you know, I, I sprained my ankle and it's still not healed. And so I really yeah. am trying not to have any sort of like fall injuries. Um
2: Ooh, yeah.
1: And I was able to get a refund on that item and then I bought a different one. So we'll see how that goes. But I am cautiously optimistic with the old walking pad.
2: Okay, well, I'm excited for you. What about this week? What's going on?
1: Okay. This week I return to an old favorite, Dory. So... My husband was out of town for work for a while, and when he is not here, I sleep with my phone next to my bed because that makes me feel more safe. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a false sense of safety. I don't know, but whatever. That's what I do. But he's back, Dory. And last night, I put the phone in the kitchen, and I said, this is where you're sleeping. So I know if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you're like, oh, Kate, seriously, this again? But my answer is yes. This is going to be a lifelong journey for me. (laughs) Now, I am not on, like, I am not really on Instagram anymore. And I am not on TikTok. Like, I have made, I have been doing a lot of work on myself in terms of social media and my mental health. However, it doesn't mean I'm spending less time on my phone. I'm just now playing games on my phone. Oh. So I'm trying to get that little puppy out of the bedroom and maybe just like read or like fall asleep. Like last night I put it in the kitchen and I was like, I'll read for a while. And instead I was like zonked out. So Mm -hmm. the phone just gets in the way of a lot of stuff. So that's, that's, I'm back at square one. I realize this is old hat, but look, I don't know. It's a journey. I'm back.
2: Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing where this version of the journey takes you.
1: I'll keep you posted. I will let you know next week how it's going.
2: Great. I look forward to that. Um, In the meantime, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafriar and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager. Our network partner is ACAST. Thanks everyone for listening.